This is exactly right. Welcome to the mini episode of My Favorite Murder, your f- your family friendly podcast, short version, slow uh, cooking podcast. That's not family friendly. That is n- in no way. Fa- well, it's uh, about family. Yes. Yeah. If you have a cool older aunt that that's family friendly, she can be into it. Yeah. Uh, and this is the episode where you guys send us your stories. We just read them to you. Yeah. Uh, and listen, easy. I, I'm sure you're thinking, I wish I had a story to send in. You do, because we've asked for everything. So if you have a funny, weird story. Yeah, there's pretty much anything. Just think of the story that you tell if you are sitting in, say, a meeting and they go, go around the table and say the most interesting thing about yourself. You know, you can pull something out of yeah. that. And then if you tell it and the whole room is quiet and no one talks to you again, we want to hear it. That's our story. That's the one we want to hear. That's what you owe to us. You know what? Send us the stories of the time you told a really aw- awkward, <laughs> weird story that you shouldn't have told. <laughs> Tell us that story and the time you told it un- uncomfortably. Please. Great. Um, New topic. All right. You want to go first? Uh, you want me to? Always. This is a nice subject line that gets us right in. Dude pulled a sword. <laughs> I love it. Um, Karen Georgia Stephen et, et al. I live in the Boulder Who's area. Et al. <laughs> this is et al. Oh, you haven't met et al. He's my um, stylist. Oh, yeah. He did my hair like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good visual joke, but bad for podcasts. <laughs> I live in the Boulder area, and a few months ago, I got this text from my roommate telling me not to come home until he says everything's okay. Uh, chill. Uh huh. I, with my paranoia brain, thought something horrible had happened in our apartment. My dog got hurt. My roommate murdered s- someone and had to clean up the blood, <laughs> etc. So I text back, freaking to sh- freak to shit, asking what happened and if everyone's okay. He responds that he and Sam, the dog, were fine, but that our neighbor was having a standoff with the police <gasps> who had their guns out. No. With my paranoia brain at full force i now assume that my roommate is messing with me uh-huh. to prove the situation he takes a picture of six cop cars and cops with their guns out of their holsters i am freaked out entirely and called to get the scoop which is as follows my roommate is sitting on our couch and hears pounding on the door assuming it is ours he looks through the people and then realizes that a man is pounding on the door across the way mm-hmm. these apartments are direct access so the doors are all on the outside and we look about eight feet across a deck to see our neighbor's door. I got it. Our I'm na- there. Visually, I'm there. See, I'm there immediately. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the wood bridge. What? I was going to name it. It's a vintage wood, wood bridge. <laughs> <laughs> the Woodbridge Apartments in Sacramento is what I'm thinking. I'm which from is, Woodbridge. The town I'm from is Woodbridge. Is, it is? Karen. That's nuts. That's great. Listen to me. Um, okay. So he, right, he sees a man knocking on the door, uh, pounding. Okay. Our neighbor opens the door and they instantly start screaming at each other with words such as how could you do that to her and you still have blood on your shirt <gasps> being yelled uh being yelled 
Okay. Got it. Our neighbor, who's apparently a crafty liar, says that is barbecue sauce, uh-huh. not blood. After a minute or two of this heated exchange, the man pushes our neighbor, who retreats into his apartment and come back, <gasps> comes back with, not kidding, a, fu- a samurai sword. What? He then takes a swing at the other man, cutting him across <gasps> the fucking neck. Holy shit. This guy starts bre- bleeding profusely and runs down the stairs and out of my roommate's line of sight, yelling that he was going to call the cops. Parentheses, sadly, I have no further information regarding the man with the cut neck. We'll hear. We'll hear back. From we'll you. hear. Um, the sword wielder went back inside his apartment. My roommate was frozen by the door. Yeah. Unsure of what to do. And a couple minutes later, he hears sirens and all these cops show up. They then start knocking and yelling through my neighbor's door to throw the sword out and then come out with his hands up behind his head. Mm-hmm. This goes on over half an hour what? before our neighbor finally does, as they say. Just do it. Just do it. I can assume that my neighbor went to jail because he never came back. <laughs> yeah, <I> hope. <laughs> or he just had to get away for a while. <laughs> just, hmm. And about six weeks later, six weeks of us being freaked out, living next to a dude who slices people's necks with swords, I saw that he had been evicted from the apartment and all his stuff was on our uh, <gasps> parking lot. Go through it. Sadly, the sword was not included uh. in the items. <laughs> Uh, we just moved into this apartment in August, and that is the fourth neighbor we've had. So I can only assume that the apartment is haunted, and it makes people do things like this. Stay sexy and don't cut someone's neck with a sword. Courtney. What was the what was the cause of the blood on his shirt, I wonder? It sounds like that guy in, in the apartment did something to yeah. a woman. What and who? And that guy that got his neck cut confronted that guy. That's, I know, but I want to know, like, what happened. Oh, right. Um, Tell me. That's the part two. She will drop next week. Okay. This one's called Teeth, Teeth, Teeth. <laughs> All caps, exclamation marks. <laughs> Literally, that's the subject line. Sweet. Hi, MFM fam. On Monday's mini so, Georgia said, When I think of the first scary thing that you would find in a box or fucked up thing, it's always just been loose teeth. Yep. Yep. I stand by that. I knew I had to tell you about the best job I ever had. Working as a museum technician for a medical history library slash dental museum. Oh. Yes. Where I literally had stacks of human teeth from like a hundred years ago (laughs) all over my desk. Uh, It was part of a medical school near where I went to college. And basically, I spent about two years rummaging through all their old timey medical stuff, doing research and cleaning out the centuries of gunk off of them. (laughs) Fun. I started listening to your podcast while I worked there and staring at a skull wearing dentures adds a little je ne sais quoi (laughs) to hearing two cool gals talk about gruesome murders. So in no particular order, here's some of the wild shit about that job. Yes. 100% love this. Loving it. When they were building a new hospital building on the grounds near the library 10 or 15 years ago, they discovered that they were digging right on top of what used to be the city's potter's field. Mm. A.K.A. where prisoners or anyone else who couldn't afford proper burial gets buried. Yep. Oh, poppers. Did they call it poppers? Potters. Potters. Oh. The city jail down the road that provided some of these bodies, including notorious high ray robber S. Lavinia Fisher, as well, uh, is well known for being super haunted. And I've been on ghost tours there multiple times. Wow. God, I want to live in a place like that. <laughs> also, apparently, when they excavated some of these graves, a few people were all caps, face down, meaning it's possible they were buried alive. Yikes. Oh, no. Didn't they bury people who were like super evil face down, as in like, you can't look up at heaven? 
Maybe. Someone tell us. <laughs> so many things Maybe were... Maybe God himself. Would, mm. That'd be nice. Here's the next one. So many things were in the collection that just had no information on it in the system. I found a loose human jawbone in a box once with no idea where it came from. <laughs> one time I put... Uh, one time I put in the hours I worked wrong into the system. I put in the right number of hours, but for the wrong days. And my boss told me it was fine as long as I hadn't committed any crimes while I supposedly, well, supposedly at work, since they wouldn't be able to provide me with an alibi. It wasn't until after I walked away that I realized I had been holding a benzedrine inhaler, <laughs> an amphetamine that people use uh, used to use for fun for the entire conversation, which is definitely super illegal to have if you're not part of a medical museum. Even then, we wouldn't be allowed to have it with uh, the contents still inside if the lid weren't sealed shut from rust. Basically, I was doing way more crimes at work than out of work. <laughs> Someone stole an old Chinese IUD from a display case once. What? No. We have no idea who did it or why, since that was literally the least interesting thing in the exhibit. I hope to God they didn't use it. Oh, no. No. No, you can't just put that in there yourself. No. No. Planned Parenthood, like, for your low cost, you know, go there. It's not a, that's not a DIY situation. That's not an OB tampon situation. Uh, Shout out to Planned Parenthood. (laughs) While I was working there, they were in the process of building a new children's hospital, which happened to be right on top of the former site of the city's tuberculosis sanitarium. Jesus, they're trying to build haunted houses. (laughs) They really are. They're They're like, let's stir up some plan. (laughs) (laughs) That's all they got. Is the mayor Dracula? What's happening? (laughs) Um, If that spot isn't already super haunted, I'm sure sick and dying children is not going to help. Mm-mm. Thanks so much for all the great work you do. And I can't wait to see you guys in Charleston in September for my 22nd birthday. Stay sexy and wash your hands well after handling body parts. Danny. <laughs> wow. So young. 22nd birthday. 22, she's a little baby. Um, wow. That's good. Yeah. Um, any, if you work at a museum and I don't want to steal from the beautiful history channel television show mysteries, mysteries at the, the museum. museum oh i love him so much i love that guy he is so insanely earnest it's hilarious you know i know we've talked about this but, but you know him I, yeah uh don wildman yes because we like were had the same uh, we were at like a dinner together when i was on cooking channel mm. nicest man you've ever met in your life yay the nicest friendliest earnest oh what do you guys do oh that's so exciting like so but he had like a worn leather jacket on too yeah he always wears that He's leather so jacket. handsome what's his deal i don't know he was great i feel like that's the show when we're on the road in america that's the show that's always on when you come home from a show. Definitely. And then you're like, I want to learn about haunted sailboats or whatever. Yeah. I love mysteries at the museum. Totally good show. Don All Wildman. Right. Don Wildman. Woo woo. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Karen. Karen just finished a Diet Coke. So she's got a, and a huge cup of coffee. So she's a little wired I'm for sound. I'm a little bit wired up and I might woot woot every once in a while. <laughs> I will say this too. Somebody, because I talked about um, on the on last weeks mm, no two weeks ago episode of my fucking hooray was the season two of marcella uh-huh. marcella marcella uh-huh. mm-hmm. and somebody wrote on twitter wrote to me and said what are you doing you didn't even mention how beautiful rav is who's her who's another detective in the department mm-hmm. and 
I can't, I don't think I wrote back to her, but I was about to write back to her <laughs> saying, I'm trying not to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, talk about men you find attractive and then the, just, and then all the murderinos make fucking gifts about them and yes. humiliate and you them and tag them, tagged on wild and men. start hashtags. And then I have to face their faces, <laughs> look right into their fucking faces and be like, hi, I'm the thirstiest woman in podcasting. <laughs> it's pathetic. It's, not. it's pathetic. Someday it'll, it'll get you. It's, uh, uh, think it's going to pay off? Your second husband <laughs> is going to come from one of these. Listen, we haven't met Paul Onions yet. Maybe he's just as thirsty oh, for you. Poor Paul Onions. I guarantee he's not. <laughs> okay. This subject line is lured by tanning beds and shopping. Oh, don't do that. Uh, hi, ladies and Steven. <laughs> so when I was about 14 and finally figuring out that maybe I was better than my, quote, just do it shirts and basketball shorts. <laughs> Amen. I, I entered what I like to call my Barbie phase. I Ooh. love it. I spent most of my time at the mall and in a tanning bed. Adventurous, <gasps> I know. Oh, honey. It's so funny. This is what we do when we're teens. Yeah. It's like you just want to go back and forth and try it all out. I did those. During this time, we had just moved into a new house and I had and had an electrician over to help us with our shitty meter. Um, he, sh he who shall not be named hit it off with my parents and was over the house almost two to three times a week. No. Oof. He was charismatic, younger, and very protective of me. She's mm. 14. Mm -hmm. Some days he would pick me up from school. I don't like it. This is an electrician. Gain, gain the, the trust of, no. of the parents. Hey, can you pick up our 14-year-old daughter who's tanning and wearing tiny clothes? You're uh, our electrician who's also a mere acquaintance. Yeah. Would you mind going to... We trust you now. Get our preteen daughter. Oh. Or our freshly teened daughter. Freshly teened. Okay, so some days he'd pick me up from school, pick me up from the tanning salon, and even come to my shows. I am a musician. One day, he had picked me up from some sort of event, and he said he had to make a quick, quick stop at his house, and he wanted me to come in and show me something. Oh, Jesus God. Christ. I enter his house, and it's immaculate, probably because he didn't own much of anything. Then he directs me to the basement. No. And looking back now, I have no idea why I wasn't freaking, fucking freaking out. My mother would be disappointed. he lulled you into fuck. No, your mom is at fault. <laughs> your mom he lulled you into a sense of security. we're going to sue your mother yeah. <laughs> his basement's pretty his basement's empty you know but i'm i'm i wonder if they knew he was picking her up from school or if he was like rolling on by yeah, like, like hey, hey what's mom? up you just got out i'm right here shit. like that kind of shit yeah sorry mom uh i mean we'll we'll deal know, with her later you could be you could be in the wrong mothers are usually wrong i'm usually yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> So his basement is empty except for all the goddamn swords on his walls <gasps> and sitting pretty beneath them was, you guessed it, a tanning bed. He bought one just for me so I could tan for free at his house. Explain my face right now. <laughs> Georgia's, Georgia looks surprised in a 50s beer commercial style of like, oh my God. Well, I would look more surprised if I hadn't had Botox recently. Yeah, it's, but your eyes are nice and wide. I'm yeah, really right. seeing that expression. The, the Botox lifts your brows a little bit, and so you look a little more awake. There's lots of surprise all the time <laughs> about nothing. That is fucking, that's your, that's a coffin. It's it looks like a cop. You know, a tanning bed looks like a coffin. You getting a 14 year old to come to your house and tan in your basement yeah. basement. And also a tanning bed costs. I don't know. I would guess at least as much as a car. Ten a grand. Probably. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Especially uh, back then when they were all the rage. Right. OK. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I finally get my first red flag. <laughs> 
That's when she sees a tanning bed in the basement under swords. Shit. And starts to think something's not right. He gets a phone call. Apparently, it's uh, some man on the other line promising him money, like some sort of loan. He finishes the call and says he's just received a loan for a few hundred thousand dollars, and he's taking me on vacation. I love it when vacations are forced upon you. Uh. Here I am alone with this man who I've probably known for a few months, and he wants to take me on vacation. I ask if my boyfriend can go, and he says no, because we're leaving in the morning. What? And then he takes me to the mall, tightly holding my arm. And picks out lots of clothes for our tropical journey. Oh my god, my toes are squeezed yeah. tight. This is insane. The whole time I'm scared shitless, but really loving what he's picking out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 14. He drops me back at home and tells me to keep our little vacation a secret. Okay. I get up the next morning and my parents told me he called and would like to take me mini golfing. I woke up with a sore throat and my parents declined. Thank you, Streptococcus. He d- he still decides to take the trip, and a week later we receive a call that he was found dead in his hotel room. I Stephen, st- can I just say Stephen, who knows he picked this story out so he knows it, is staring dead at me, just <laughs> waiting for my response. Like he knows what you're reading, and he's just like Georgia's face. Is- Get ready! Oh my god. Uh, He's found dead? Found dead in his hotel room. I still don't know his real intentions, but I can guarantee you they weren't fucking kosher. You think? Anyway, stay smart, all caps, sexy, and don't trust minimalist electricians with tanning beds next to their sword collection. Love a very much alive Dakota. Update. Yes, Dakota, because I need... Tell me. Okay. I just realized I didn't mention how he died. Heart attack. Nothing fun. But still, dead body. Okay, I wanted to know that, but Dakota, please... Have you ever told your parents the story? Because I want to know how they reacted. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yes, they would. I bet she didn't tell them till she was an adult. Oh, by the way, remember that time you were going to let me go mini golfing? Yeah. Like, tell. Remember when I made friends with the electrician? And I bet her, this is my mom would have said, well, yeah, you would have been fine. <laughs> like, she wouldn't have taken any. Oh, God, I almost got my daughter killed. No. Janet also, we got a guy to come paint our house once uh, when I was a little kid and my mom ended up dating him for months. <laughs> but he was like the bet. He wasn't a, a nightmare monster. Yeah, he, he was, was like, he, my mom should have married him, but he was poor, so she wouldn't. Oh, Janet. I don't know what happened to Ammon, but I almost had a good stepdad. Oh, Ammon. Okay. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. 
Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. This is called the napkin eaters. (laughs) (laughs) Is this about supermodels? (laughs) No, isn't that cotton balls? Tissues, I think anything. anything. Well, here we go. Maybe that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Dear Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and assorted pets, I'll just jump right into it because I'm pretty sure this has only ever happened to my friend and I, and it's fucking weird. This happened when my friend Devin and I were sophomores in college. We went to a dining hall pretty late on a Saturday night around 1130. And since it was a weekend and most people were out, we were the only two people there besides the workers. Since it was closing soon, all the chairs were put on the tables for the night besides the big, long table. Uh, we were at so we sat by ourselves at the end of it soon after we sat down a group of 10 to 15 kids came in but they looked younger than us like they might be in high school which was strange because not only was it weird to see high schoolers on campus but it was 11 30 on a saturday night blah 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 and probably wasn't some admission event blah 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 
They sat at the same table as us, and we were only separated from them by a seat or two, and we kind of gave each other a look, but decided it wasn't that odd, because like I said, the seats, the other tables would flip, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, the girl at the head table, who looked like she might have been a bit older than the rest, passed out stacks of napkins to everyone. And I remember thinking it was weird because none of them had any food. But I thought, stop being weird and analyzing these people and their napkins. Then, after passing out the stack of napkins, the lead girl said, Ready? With a complacent smile, and to our horror, all caps, the kids suddenly began rapidly shoving the napkins into their mouths. What? We literally did not know what to do, but they were sitting, all caps, right next to us, just shoving napkins into their mouths. But they weren't even laughing or acknowledging how fucking weird they were being at all. And that's (gasps) what made it even more bewildering. Yes. We looked at each other in complete shock, with literal tears streaming down our faces from trying not to laugh. Got up and left because they didn't know what else to do. We ran (laughs) upstairs to our suite where we could see the dining hall from our window, and they left soon after we did, and it looked like they were marching in a line. We tried to explain it to our suite mates what had just happened, but they looked at us like we were crazy. I even tried Googling rapid rapid napkin eating (laughs) to see if anything came up, but no dice. To this day, we still have no idea why those people did that or who they were. But let me tell you, there is something oddly threatening about teenagers shoving napkins into their mouths, especially in such close proximity to you without warning. Stay sexy, don't get murdered, and watch out for napkin eaters, I guess. Hannah. Whoa! Someone email us and tell us what the fuck that was all about. You know what the first thing it makes me think of is remember that cult, the garbage eaters? No. Yeah, it's um they did this really amazing special on it, I think on 60 Minutes. And it was like one guy, it was this, it was this really bizarre cult. Like and dumpster it was, divers? Yes. Yeah, so basically they would get college students, they would recruit on college campuses. So it was everybody was like in their early twenties. Yeah. And it was basically do you like the life you're leading? You know, do you think it, it matters? Do you think you're doing something important? And they would kind of break these super scholastic, intelligent um, students and, and who were searching for more. Smart ones, like really smart ones who were sick of the, what's the point of this schooling I'm doing? Exactly. Yeah. Like, why am I working so hard? What am I? And then I'm just going to be a lawyer or whatever. Yeah. And they would basically entirely cut themselves off from their family the families were all chasing them around the country and they were going around the country and they would live in um abandoned they would squat in abandoned houses and the there were girls in the cult they weren't allowed to cut their hair they all wore they kind of looked amishy but like homeless amish yeah and that's gotta be a look in like fucking williamsburg yeah yeah that's true and they would the it was the boys job to go out and, and like recruit all day. And then the, the girls had to, it was like very like old school where the girls stayed home, took care of the house, would collect, they'd all collect garbage, to, like dumpster diving, you know, freegans, freegans out of the back of the <sighs> grocery store, the rotten lettuce and shit. And yeah. And basically read the Bible and prepare for the apocalypse. Shit. But really young. And they would, it was really crazy. It's such, it's, what a, was it called? Um, I think they're called the brethren or something like Someone that. Someone tell us about that. And they might not be around anymore because their leader died, but, but I could be wrong, but it's really, really intense, like young people's cult and these family members. It's, it's so tragic. smarter to recruit really the smart kids. Yes. And not just like dumb followers. 
It's just like... No, smart people are the most susceptible because they uh, don't think they're susceptible. Oh, yeah. And they're the ones that like question and get in their heads about stuff. Or they've been so obsessed with school and grades and shit that when a social clique comes and like wants to recruit them and wows them, suddenly they're like, I haven't had this ever. Yep. Because you and I aren't that smart, and we would never join a call. We would never, because we're dumb. <laughs> one more for you, yes. one more for me? Yes. Okay. And this one, it's actually... Oops, sorry. Now we're being thematic, because um, this is also about a cult. Great. I almost joined a, a cult, Nexim. That's, what, that's how you pronounce it. Nexim. Oh, that's the branding one. That's <gasps> right. So it, Nexim might not sound familiar, but it's N-X-I-V-M. I didn't caps. know that's how you said it. Yeah, I looked it up uh, on Wikipedia. Oh, I heard of that. Um, so, okay. That's so, my cult, Wikipedia. Wikipedia is my cult. Um, uh, hi, Karen in Georgia. My town, a suburb of Albany, New York. And then it says in parentheses, the capital. <laughs> Learning something new every day. <laughs> Thank you for the information. Uh, is the proud incubator of societal infection, Nexim, and patient zero himself, Kenneth Renier. The cult's headquarters are a two-minute drive from my house. Oh, shit. At a job fair I attended at my school, a liberal, liberal arts college not far from my home, I was introduced to a company called The Knife of Aristotle. Sounds chill. <laughs> Great. Uh, which is a totally cult sounding, I know, but I was soon to be an unemployed English major, yeah. and I just figured my fellow millennials were getting extra creative with their startups. The guy <laughs> I met looked like any of my brother's Brooklynite neighbors, hipster shit, chic, and then in parentheses, vom. <laughs> <laughs> And harmless. He invited me to a meeting at another college to discuss a position at the company. You're like, great. Let's look at your dick first. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just for just to know that just to know. No, like he's cute. So she's hitting on him. Oh, I Should see. Should I get that out? No, I love it. Okay. Please. It's who you are. <laughs> It's who you are. I'm a dick asker. That's who Here I'm. at the Knife of Aristotle, we support everyone, every way you are. Okay, so here's the red flag roundup. Love it. There were only three of us college kids, all girls, at this meeting, uh -huh. and two company employees, which, uh, and the meeting took place in a small classroom. Here we are in the super informal setting, and this kind of mousy chick introduces this slick guy while he stands up. <gasps> she literally introduced him to the three of us like he was the fucking keynote at a national conference <laughs> <laughs> sidebar dude has three names jensen eric gould they show us a super creepy culty video <gasps> loaded with bias this company's whole shtick is stripping the media of its bias naturally i think it's like a test or a joke but when i brought that up they looked at me like i was mm. the one with too much gel in my hair <laughs> fucking weirdos the whole time this the woman lets this guy talk over her she stared up at him adoringly with her chin in her hand uh. she was practically drooling i wrote it off as a personal thing thinking maybe they were together or maybe she was in love with him and he didn't give her the time of day you had to pay to be employed no they offered an analyst training course that cost something absurd like five thousand dollars yeah right buddy i may have been a student at a rich ass school but my tuition was remitted dream on 
They offered frequently awarded scholarships, though. I was given an application. By the end of this, I I honestly couldn't care less about the weird, weird vibes because this would be a dream job. Work from home, make bank, and actually apply the close reading skills I'd perfected at school. Thankfully, my aunt did about five minutes of vetting (laughs) online when I told her about it. Cool aunt saved the day. Uh, when I told her about it and figured out that this company is just a giant front for the Nexim cult. What's more, the publication that exposed this, the Times Union, was one I asked them about in the meeting. And they said, it's okay. Oh, uh, why do you ask? Uh-oh. And she put like nine A's. Mm-hmm. Uh also, what laziness from the two colleges involved, they apparently didn't know how to Google things. Wow. The company proceeded to call me incessantly for the next three weeks before giving up. I would have ended up making the cut anyway for many reasons. I wouldn't have ended oh, up yeah. making the cut anyway for many reasons, most notably because they apparently showed potential female members graphic film footage depicting rape and sexual <gasps> abuse and those who had little to no reaction were advanced in the cult what and those who freaked out were were next seemed see what i did there <laughs> that's what she wrote <laughs> i was going to share the story with my local news but then i was like nah fuck it i'll just rather i'd rather tell karen and georgia <laughs> I'm also salty that all those times I thought I saw some chick who looked like from Chloe from Smallville in my town. It was actually motherfucking <gasps> Chloe from Smallville. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I can't breathe. She's like the he- one of the heads yeah. of that cult. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being awesome. SSDGM Natalie. That's Natalie. Natalie. Good looking out for yourself first person and this weird shit i let like all of those red flags of like if it's all women but it's supposed yeah. to be recruiting for a job that's a problem i once when i was in a court I worked at a court reporting agency and i needed a new job there was this court reporting agency that was always hiring and i got their uh application and, and like one of the questions was like are you okay with the teachings of L. Ron Hubbard? And <gasps> da, 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 da. And I was like, I really fucking need a job. Like, yeah. I can just go work there and not join, right? But it was like, you know what? I don't want to find out. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they, their whole goal is to make you join. Yeah. So, like, any any way you think you might be able to be strong about yeah. something, they've already thought it through and broken people down. Totally. I mean, good, good call to not test it. Yeah. Cults, man. This is called... Rocky the Mortician listened to my heart too. Oh. Do you remember Rocky the Mortician? Oh, yes, the heart. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember that their name was Rocky. So was it last week? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was last Monday, okay. as many said. Last Monday, if you remember it. So let's talk about this. <laughs> Hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and Menagerie. I was sitting on the bus listening to the minisode when I heard something that transported me to the past. I have long tried to forget. In around 2009-2010, I was working as a sex worker, and I placed an ad on Craigslist Personals, RIP, looking for (laughs) fetish customers, as this was better money than full-service sex, and also not strictly illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I ended up doing full-service for fetish clients, but sometimes I was lucky, and they just wanted me to stamp on their balls, or one time, (laughs) listen to my heart with a stethoscope. (gasps) Oh, shit. Girl. Yes, that's right, ladies. A man called Rocky contacted me and wanted me to come to his apartment and let him listen into my heart for $200 an hour. Looks like he hasn't put his prices up in years. What a tight wad. (laughs) 
My boyfriend at the time drove me to his apartment and waited outside as, she, as he usually did when I worked. Rocky was short, middle-aged, and I remember that he had dark hair and was kind of balding. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> he wanted me to get undressed, but keep my underwear on and lie down on the bed as still as possible. I did this, and he began placing the stethoscope on different p- points of my body. Then he told me to try and breathe as shallowly and little as possible. Oh, my God. I was pretty fucking creeped out, but I didn't get the feeling that he was particularly dangerous. He listened to my chest and torso with his stethoscope for a long time and was also lightly stroking my arms, which, to be honest, felt pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. After the time was up, he stopped. I got dressed and he gave me a soda. (laughs) He seemed quite lonely and was very polite. He told me that he had a young woman living with him who he was helping out, getting her back on her feet, etc. But they had recently gotten into an argument and she had moved out. Or did you get I assume her part of the deal was the stethoscope play and now he had to look on Craigslist to satisfy his weird kink. I didn't ask him what the deal with the playing dead thing was as I didn't want to make him angry. Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't see him again because although it was easy money, it was just too sinister. This all happened in New York. I'm not going to say where he... She says some other shit. And he didn't tell me he was a mortician. I'm pretty sure this was the same guy, though. How many Rockies with stethoscope fetishes can there be? I really hope that his kink hasn't escalated into something more dangerous and yes. sinister. Yes, I do, and too. Another, yeah, another f- funny coincidence. I also now work in law. Like the other Rocky girl. I got off drugs, went to law school, and I'm about to start work as a criminal attorney. Fuck yes, girl. Maybe Rocky had some kind of magic legal career touch. (laughs) Or maybe he was just a creep. Thank you, ladies, for always showing sex workers respect and giving victims a voice no matter who they are. Hell yeah. Stay sexy and don't get murdered by a weird mortician. Love, Lily. Lily. Uh, wow. Oh, my God. One day, Rocky's going to email us and tell us everything about it. If He's someone knows like, about look, it. Yeah. Look, listen. Look. I'm really not a creep. I'm a, I'm not a creep. When I was eight, I right. had this loving doctor. <laughs> There's going to be some story. It turns out that there also was a, a spell put on me that every woman I touch turns into a lawyer, <laughs> which is like the best. He's actually a Highlander. He's yeah. an ancient wizard. He's been around for a long time. I, lo- I mean, if you have a fetish and you want, I mean, what the fuck? He, he paid them well. He didn't come yes, on to them. He, was, he didn't harm anybody. He didn't threaten anybody. But I think it is telling that even though he was didn't harm her and, you know, it wasn't bad, yeah. she still vibe-wise was like, don't do that again. 100%. I think that's interesting and great that she listened to herself. Definitely. And, don't go back. Yes, exactly. Go mash those balls <laughs> instead. Mean. Hooray! Um, thanks for listening. Send us your stories. We wouldn't have a mini-sode without them. God, that stethoscope will live in my heart Amazing. forever there's like yeah there's um send them my favorite murder at gmail is where you send them please and we want to hear anything weird about yourself yeah and you know think of a, a straight to the point subject line i think helps steven a lot right yeah okay yeah um and please stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye, goodbye. elvis what cookie <laughs> yeah <laughs> we should just glue a cookie to the microphone <laughs> <laughs> just knows to go right into the